and white, uh, very cuts through all the um, gray areas. It, it's a very powerful book. Mm. Excited about it. <laughs> I, I have to concur with that. Very dramatic. The other book, No More Black Days, that's uh-huh. your testimony, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you share about that too? Okay. Well, uh, for years, I was really struggling with eating disorders and severe depression and I searched all sorts of methods of treatment, um, psychology, uh, psychiatric care, medication, uh, self-help and therapy. Um, I searched into higher powers and trying to find my higher consciousness and meditation and yoga and like anything I could think of that could help me. Um, I tried uh, positive thinking. Um, and finally I reached the end of myself and I I cried out to God and I just said, God, I need you. I need you to be real. I need you to show up. Who are you? (laughs) Like, will the real God please stand up? And I was desperate for God. And, uh, I cried out to Jesus Christ one night because I heard that he could deliver me and I didn't know if he could deliver me, but I, I, I cried out to him. He was my last hope, and I cried out to him, and he delivered me from incredible darkness. And in fact, I have a very powerful testimony here I want to read you in Walking Dead um, called The Breath of God. And I'm calling my ministry The Breath of God because it was actually the breath of God that delivered me from this mental illness, uh, from this severe depression, from suicidal tendencies, from self-mutilation, from a very, um, a very tormented life. It was the breath of God that, that delivered me and also the breath of God that he promises he will breathe to his people when they call out to him, that he will breathe life into them and into their souls. So here's the piece called The Breath of God. I was living in Venice Beach, California. Weird things happen in Venice, California. But this night changed my life forever. I had been suffering with severe depression, anorexia nervosa, and bulimia. I had been diagnosed with mental illness called manic depression, and I locked myself in my room for days at a time. Sometimes I mutilated my body, and when I went to sleep at night, I was tormented by horrific nightmares of blood, monsters, ghosts, spirits, and demons. Nightmares of murder, violence, and sheer terror. I was afraid to go to sleep every night and had been for years. I was taking speed, I was suicidal, and I was hallucinating, destroying myself. Each, Even though I was surrounded by self-help, new age, and alternate religious books, I felt hopeless and despair. I was in a pit of despair. I didn't believe in Satan. I didn't believe in demons. I believed in God, but I believed there were many ways to him. I believed Jesus was a good man, God's son, a teacher, a prophet, but I didn't believe he was God or was with God. In the beginning, I didn't know he was the only way to God. One night, in the depth of my despair, I called out to Jesus Christ. I heard he could deliver me. Alone in my bathroom, when I called out his name, I said, Jesus, deliver me. And at that moment, what I would call a huge supernatural breath sucked demonic creatures off my body. Yes, I said demonic creatures off my body. They were about five of them, transparent, clawed, winged, and uh, fanged-looking creatures. They were sucked off my body by this breath of God. In an instant, the split second, 
And in a moment, I was free at last. I knew in an instant also there was a devil who hated me and desired to destroy my soul. I knew these demons had been sent to oppress me and drive me to my death. And I knew at that moment that the one name above all names we can call upon to save us is Jesus, Jesus Christ. I laid on the bathroom floor for a long time and then I cried and then I fell asleep. The next morning I took communion, just me and God. And in my little room by the beach, I committed my soul to him, to his son, to Jesus, the one who had delivered me from the power of darkness. I stayed quiet with him all day and the next morning, I woke up with a song in my heart. I had joy coming out of the depth of my being and peace. Where there was loneliness and pain, hopelessness and desperation, a song had now begun. The most beautiful song I'd ever heard, a song of heaven, of angels, of laughter, of peace. The difference with Jesus is peace. I grabbed my guitar and I went down to the boardwalk. I sang, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I just knew. I knew it. And I didn't care. Jesus Christ was my Lord. Jesus Christ is the Lord. And my life was changed forever. And it still is. And that was 17 years ago. I feel like Mary Magdalene, who was delivered of seven devils, who had the feet, who sat at the feet of Jesus, washing his feet with her tears and wiping them with her hair. I have been accused of being passionate for the Lord Jesus Christ. I have been accused of being a freak, extreme, and yes, thank God, because I am passionately in love with Jesus Christ. I passionately follow him. Uh, I want to now read you a little bit of my No More Black Days book. Um, I just want to encourage you. I, I feel with Whitestone Publishing, it's in Revelation 2.17 that it says, I will give you a white stone with a new name written on it, and you will be fed of the hidden manna from God. And I feel what God has given me is hidden wisdom, the hidden wisdom of God. And one place in the Bible in Colossians, he says that Jesus, in Jesus is hid all the wisdom and knowledge of God. In Jesus is hid all the wisdom and knowledge of God. And that was such a profound revelation to me. And I, I, I'm not very theological, but I'm very into Jesus Christ. And I passionately follow him. And I know him. And I love him. And I listen to him. So anyway, here's a little bit of the Dover Black Days book. And this is how I felt before that time. Sometimes I feel so scared and so alone wondering why I keep trying to smile. I feel like crying. Why me? Why do I feel so deep and why do I feel so different? Or am I? I lay alone, unable to face the cold. The cut is so deep from my own knife, dropping red on the script as I perform the most difficult act in my life. Writing more each day, the show must go on. I need a smile for this scene. Bring me more makeup. If I ever needed you, Lord, it's now. I have nothing to live for. Please, please reveal yourself to me. Whoever and whatever you are, I put my trust in you. I cannot explain that deep, dark night, except those of you who have been there will understand. When there is no hope in sight, when you are drifting endlessly in a sea of confusion, 
floating on a deteriorating raft of contradictions and false hopes, struggling to stay afloat with no land on the horizon to focus on, sinking into a deep pool of despair. The violent waves crash over your head and you're going under. The silent screams cloud your mind, but no one seems to hear. Some of you can understand how I felt at this time. Somehow at this moment, trying to help myself or putting my trust in a force or nature becomes null and void in a sea of confusion. I needed to know God himself, the one true living God. If he really existed, I needed to know him. Over the next few months, I sought after God with all my heart. I prayed to him, even though I felt like I was groping after the wind. I felt silly talking to the air, but in pure childlike faith, I asked him questions and poured out my heart to him again and again. I asked his forgiveness and asked him to take away my guilt and my pain. The Bible says, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me, not half your heart. You don't get half of God. It's with all your heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And I I began to read the Bible. The scriptures that were once dead became live to me. Come to me, all you that are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh, that rest for my soul. It seemed like a dream. And I look around today and I think what most people don't have is rest. They don't have rest in their soul. They don't have peace. And the difference between Jesus and not Jesus is peace. Jesus gives you peace. Jesus gives you hope. Jesus is the answer. The one name that every man can call on. Jesus. The name that every one shall bow to is Jesus. And the name which all other gods with a little g, God shall flee, is Jesus. Because everyone bows at his name. And if you're scared in the night, if you're struggling, I challenge you to call out to Jesus. Call out to Jesus Christ. I strain my eyes in the dark to see a small speck of light shining through the crack in the form of a cross. My hope lies in eternal life and forgiveness through Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection. Here I find the truth I have been searching for, that God sent his only son into the world so that I might live through him. I can find my life in him, not only eternal life. I can find my life in him today, my new life in him today. He forgives all my failures, all my faults, and he wants me to be free. If I touch Jesus, I shall be made whole. And if I seek him, I will find him. That's it. That's the answer. Through Jesus Christ, I can be whole. And um, he says, Jesus says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. I say you will know Jesus and he will set you free because Jesus is the truth. The truth of Jesus Christ sets me free to be the me I always wanted to be. And now I stand forgiven at the throne of God. I am his child created in his image for his glory, for his purpose. I am special and unique, intricately designed by his hand. I am accepted and I am beautiful exactly how I stand with my face turned toward the sun and the light of his truth filling my soul. The world tells me I must do something for self-worth. Follow some formula for success. If I'm thin enough or smart enough or know the right people or read the current books or drive the right car, then I'm accepted. Do it right or forget the fight. The fight for what? 
some empty worldly success or vainglory. Who cares? The truth of Jesus Christ is so simple, so real, so fulfilling. I don't need anything else to sustain my spirit. He is complete within himself. He is the word. He is the truth. He is the sum of life, and he is life. All treasures are hidden in him. All knowledge are hidden in him. All wisdom are hidden in him. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Messiah, the one who came to save the whole world. And now I dedicate the rest of my life to peace, that I believe that he will keep my mind in perfect peace if I keep my mind on him. Peace is walking hand in hand with my maker, letting him guide my way, laying down my rights, my will, my way to gain his perfect wisdom. I dedicate the rest of my life to reality, to face life, take it for what it is, accept the problems, stand firm and not run, walk straight and not bend. I have never desired to choose the easy way and never desired to compromise. God has a definite will for my life, and he has a definite will for your life. If you don't know what his will is, ask him. Get alone with God. Get alone in a closet. Get alone in a small area where you can't see anything or hear anything but God. Put your face on the ground. Kneel to him. Know him. Do you know him? Do you know the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know the one that you will answer to? You can know him now. You can come to him now. And I urge you to do that. He said, many will come to me in the last day and they will say, haven't we done many mighty works in your name? And he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Do you know God? Do you know that today if you died, you would stand before him and you would be completely forgiven? and completely clean, and completely accepted to come into his presence. You can know God today. You can ask him right now. You can say, Jesus, I don't even know if you're real. I don't know if I believe in you. But if you are God, show me. I want to know. If you are God, forgive me. If you are God, I want to follow you. It's your life. It's your choice. And you've got to find out who God is. You've got to find out what it is he requires of you. And all he says is, come to me. Are you weary? I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Lori, that's powerful. You know, thank you so much for sharing this. I, I know this is this is actually your life you're sharing. And, uh, and it's the anointing of God that's touching you who are listening right now. And I, I would encourage you to pray what Lori just encouraged you to, to speak. Just talk to God because he does love you. Lori, would you like to do a song now too? Lori also sings. Yes, I'd love to do a song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'd love to say a prayer for you out there that are listening. So, Lord Jesus, I praise you and I glorify your name. Lord, Elijah, look for you. And you were not in the wind that broke the rocks on the mountain. You were not in the earthquake. You were not in the storm. You were in the still, small voice. And I pray right now for any person listening, Lord, that they would come to you and they would get alone with you. Lord, and you would meet them. You would meet them in their brokenness and meet them in their pain. Lord, you would meet them in their doubt, meet them in their confusion. 
Lord, that you would come to them. Lord, you are the good shepherd, and you know your sheep, Lord, and you lay your life down for them. So I just pray for you now for your healing, for your restoration, and that you would come to know the one true and living God through his Son, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the whole world. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Jesus, you really come to me in the silence of my pain. Jesus, you really comfort me in my suffering and my shame. And you look to me with eyes of love for me. And your spirit never ends. Never ends. You still breathe in your spirit. of love for me and your spirit never ends never ends you're still breathing and healing with your breath on me and your arms of love they wrap around me the Lord. Glory to God. Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit is so awesome. He's He's not limited by time or by space or distance. You, and God. He's here right now. You you could sense His presence. That's Him. He's here. He's so gentle. His His voice is just like a breath of wind that could barely be felt. You have to be so still just to hear and feel the presence Thank of God. But God. He's mighty and He's with us today. And you, we want to encourage you to just call out to him because he loves you so much. And Praise see for yourself. You. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Lori, is there another song or anything else you'd like to share? Oh, well, if you would like to get a copy of the No More Black Days or the Walking Dead book, 
uh, please um, call Whitestone Publishing Los Angeles at 310-397-7214 and the address is 3489 Ashwood Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90066. Uh, send $15 or call me up and get your copy of the book. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Is there another song you'd like to do? Uh, would you like me to do another Certainly. Song? Yeah, we have about eight more minutes. Oh, oh is yeah. 15 we'll, minutes? Yeah, yeah, we're going a little bit longer. Okay. Well, what would you like to hear? Let's see. You know, it, it's funny, Lori, you're, you're speaking about Venice and uh, that weird things happen in Venice. <laughs> you know, if uh, for those who are listening, uh, if you're not familiar with Southern California, Venice is one of those places where weird things really do happen and uh there's all sorts of new age and and just a variety of different things in in that area <laughs> but it's a uh, it's interesting because god is is doing a work you know in areas where um where it seems like there's very little light god yeah. comes in in the brilliance of his light and and he ministers and touches people and that's yeah. what's happening there now so we're very excited about that yeah and i see the great lack right now in spirituality is a lack of silence, being able to be silent before God, and a lack of listening, really listening to God, and a lack of peace. People talk of peace, and they're seeking peace, but I don't see a lot of people who really have peace. And it grieves me. It's very sad. And I think the Lord, in with the still small voice, is calling those who need peace to come to him and really find rest and really find peace and really be able to be silent and just have security with him. I think in the Christian world and the non-Christian world, I think it's a, it's just too noisy. It's too much talking. <laughs> so without any more talking, I'd like to minister to you in another song. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. I cry unto thee, I cry, O God, be merciful to me. My soul trusts in Thee, Jesus, my soul trusts in Thee, in the shadow of Thy wings, I will make my refuge in the shadow. I cry unto thee, I cry, O oh God, 
waits for thee in silence my heart waits for thee in the shadow of thy wings I will make my refuge in the shadow of thy wings in the shadow in the shadow in the shadow of thy wings in the shadow of thy wings I will make my refuge in the shadow of thy wings in the shadow in the shadow in the shadow dwells in the secret place abides in the shadow of the most high and I encourage you to find those secret treasures of darkness written about in Isaiah 45 the hidden riches of secret places there's secret places with God and there's hidden wisdom and treasures of God that are all available to you and all you need to do is get alone with him and listen because he has treasures for you. He has the pearl of wisdom for you, the kingdom of God that will fill your soul and answer your most deepest and heartfelt needs. He is the answer. Once the presence of God shows up, you forgot what the question was. So praise you, Jesus. Praise your name. Praise you forever, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I can't wait to be in your kingdom. You are the king, and I worship you. And I'm an architect now for the living God, for new Jerusalem, which will come down of heaven. And I praise you, and I thank you, Lord. Thank you for honoring me. Thank you that I'm worthy to serve you, because I was unworthy, Lord. And you have made me worthy. And I praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Praise you, God. Lord, Lord, in these closing moments, um, I know that there are many young people that are listening to us. Uh, could you lead them in a prayer once again? Yes. Uh, if you would like to know Jesus Christ as your Savior today, He wants to know you. He's knocking on your door, the door of your heart, and there is only a doorknob on the inside. And one of the things the person who painted that painting, which is now hanging in St. Peter's in England, is he wrote a little thing on the bottom of that painting, and he said, Jesus, forgive me for waiting so long to open the door. So if you feel that you would like to open your door of your heart to Jesus today, he's waiting and he's a gentle God. He's gentle and loving and he sacrificed himself. Many gods are vying for attention, but there is only one God who gave his life for you. So just repeat after me if you would like to know Jesus. Dear Jesus, you know me and I'm not sure if I know you I'm not sure who you are but I would like to know you 
I would like you to come into my heart and to forgive me of my sins. I confess that I'm at the end of myself and I need answers. I need your answer. Please wash me clean and take me with you. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Lori, thank you so much for joining us today. This is High Adventure Ministries Global Radio Network. Thanks again, Lori. God bless you. Thanks for having me. God bless you guys. But when I walk in the room, I don't see people. I see souls. I see souls that are saved and souls that are unsaved. And it's quite a black and white place to live. It's quite um, a, a scary place to live in a way. I mean, what I'm responsible for is to share with your soul, to share with you who the living God is. And he's entrusted me with that message. So I'm thankful for it. So there's these soul holes on my book. I call them soul holes. Those that are needing God in their soul, those that are filling it up with other things, but still have a big soul hole. And um, it's The Walking Dead is written for 15 to 25-year-olds. Uh, it's written for anyone, but it's really for this generation of the youth uh, today. I, in 1983, I said, I will lay down my life for the youth, Lord, of this nation and of the world. I will lay down my life. And 17 years have gone by, and I've ministered to youth, I've wept for youth, I have fasted for youth, and prayed for youth, and laid my life down for youth. And I've just published this book, which was so weird when I did it. I said, oh my gosh, it's been 17 years of information that's really in this book. It's 17 years of prayer and 17 years of prophetic uh, power and message that is in this book. So I feel like it is a bullseye. And when 13 and 15 and 17-year-olds and 21-year-olds are picking it up, it's just piercing their soul. And it's written in their language. It's written in a language they can understand. And the subtitle is Information for the Information Age of Ignorance. And it has a really uh, cutting edge to it that really speaks loud enough to wake up any generation but it's for it's for the young people. Mm, excellent. Uh, Lori, why don't you tell the audience about the, the two young people that actually read that and the reaction they had? Oh, yeah. Well, when I was reading it, um, you know, I, people our age, uh, I won't say how old I am, but <laughs> they would say, oh, Lori, you're so heavy. Why are you so heavy? And why do you have to write things like this? And it's so radical. And but some kids came over that day, 17 and 18-year-old, two uh, kids I knew, and they read The Walking Dead poem, which is the first poem in the book, and they just started weeping and repenting before God. And a kid just recently, 13, he gave it to a friend of his. Uh, she got saved and her whole family, so he wanted like 10 more books. <laughs> and it's causing a great uh, commotion. It's, it's a very radical message, and it very much deals with death and life and their soul and the powers of darkness and the powers of light of the living God. So it's very much uh, pertinent to what they're experiencing. Excellent, Lori. Thank you so much. Lori, uh, now you had some other things you wanted to share, right, from the book? Yes, I'll, I'll just read you a few excerpts from the book, and uh, I'll just start with The Walking Dead. Um, here we go. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. 
What is it with The Walking Dead? Has the television generation been completely robbed of their head? Hanging low, nowhere to go. What's the purpose? What's the reason? Coming at you, sights, sounds, and symbols. Thought process nebulous. Does anybody think anymore? What is the score we're losing? It stinks. Brain-dead generation of videoettes, eyeballs rolling and heartache soaring, isolation mounts and nothing counts. What does it all mean? What's with this crazy scene? People walking to nowhere, talking about nothing, turning in circles. Suicide of the mind, every one of a kind, trying to find out. What is it all about? Questions, answers, dreams, schemes, looking for God knows what. He does know what. Some kind of meaning, a cause to die for. Someone to love them, a chance to live for. But who will listen? If he stretched out his hand to a dying race, a desperate face of disaster, of family units shattered, who will listen? Who will know him? Even if he sent one, his only son, to die for their misdirection, to give them a reason, a new direction, we wouldn't listen. We would call him racist, lunatic, narrow-minded fool, beat him for not believing what we do because we are all so very good and very right. Oh, aren't we right? We have women's rights, sex rights, race rights, political rights, white rights, religious rights, children's frights. We must be right. Separation of the skin, whoring hearts are within. So we would call that self-righteous Jesus who calls himself God, and we would put him away, shut him up good. We don't want to hear that one-way God because we all know we are enlightened, we are educated, we are beyond that Jesus stuff. Unless he says something sweet, but repent? From what? Who's done anything wrong? Our hearts are so far gone. So lay hands on that loud mouth, the Son of God. Nail that prophet who calls himself God on the cross. Or better yet, an electric chair. The one way, truth, life, Jesus must die. We'll shut him up good and believe a lie. And in our own vomit of decaying flesh, we will lie down singing praises to ourselves. We are gods, don't you know it? Look at us, fine examples of perfection, rotting away in a coffin of pride mouths, spitting venom, defecating on our own creator. Don't want no dictator? Scream louder, fools prouder, empty bags of water with nothing to say. Hot air balloons rising will pop to show aching hearts shattered, crying out for deliverance. Send us a savior, loneliness eating away at our soul. Help us, come to us, make us whole. Even if God came himself, stretched out his arms, died a brutal death, who will listen? Who will notice? Who will hear him? Brain-dead television head, aching heart, ripped apart, generation lost without God. And here's another piece called Huddled Masses Yearning to be Free. I see them outside a doorway of a church closed up tight. I see them in an entryway of an apartment building at night. I see them in the park. I see them in the dark. I see them in lines. I see them with signs. I see them in abortion clinics for the first time. 
I see them on the boulevard late, late. I see them holding racist signs of hate, hate. I see them on drugs. I see them with thugs and rapists and murderers, robbers and thieves. I see them doing anything they please. I see them sitting ten hours at staring at TV. I see them being devoured at the video arcade. No one stops to think of the mess that we made. I see them watching pornography, thinking no one can see. And when soft is not enough, then it's children, hard, hard reality. When is it enough? Never. It is never enough to feel a soul that is only a vacant hole waiting for God. Soul holes. Give me your tired, your hungry, your poor, huddled masses yearning to be free. Come to me, all you are tired, worn out, and I will give you rest for your souls. Jesus Christ on the cross, my statue of liberty. If the sun makes you free, then you are truly free indeed. And in, in working with people and seeing people, and uh, I've worked with many, many homeless people, many troubled youth. Um, I've been in full-time ministry for the last 18 years in Venice, California. And I think a proper response at this time in our lives is to weep and to mourn. I think when Jesus, in the Bible, we see the one place that Jesus wept, and it was when Lazarus was in the grave. And he, he sees the walking dead, and he sees their bondage, and he sees the death. And it's a time to weep, and it's a time to groan in our spirits. Jesus groaned very loud several times before he raised Lazarus. And I think as the body of Christ, it's a time to weep, it's a time to mourn, it's a time to fast, it's a time to pray, it's a time to groan, if that needs to be. And in Jeremiah, uh, in the first part of the book, I talk about the blues, the society. My eyes fail with tears and my spirit is greatly troubled. My heart is poured out on the earth because of the destruction of my people. Give yourself no relief. Let your eyes have no rest. Arise and cry aloud in the night. At the beginning of the night watches, pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Lift up your hands to him for the life of your little ones who faint because of hunger at the head of every street. My eyes run down with streams of water because of the destruction of my people. My eyes pour down unceasingly without stopping until the Lord looks down from heaven. My eyes bring pain to my soul because of my city. The little ones ask for bread, but no one breaks it for them. Restore us to you, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and art exceedingly angry with us. One night, a friend of mine who's an artist in Venice, he had a dream of me, and he said I was weeping from every pore of my body. And that's not like something I want to be like remembered as. <laughs> but I see uh, as Jesus wept in the garden and great drops of blood uh, began to flow, um, for the love of his people and for the love of God, he was able to endure the cross. And I think um, at this time, if we want to see people restored and if we want to see them healed, if we want to see them delivered, it's going to take a tremendous amount of love and a tremendous amount of self-sacrifice. 
and a tremendous amount of weeping and groaning and fasting. And it's going to take a serious heart to raise the dead. It's going to take serious saints of God who really, really count the cost and are not glib in their walk with God. I want to give you my testimony uh, here. It's called The Breath of God. And I call my ministry The Breath of God because it is the breath of God that actually delivered me from darkness, from mental illness, from self-mutilation, from all kinds of uh, violent and and terrible uh, situations I was living in in my mind. And I also believe that it's the breath of God that is needed to come in to fill the empty souls. It is the breath and power and spirit of God. And um, I was thinking of mouth-to-mouth resuscitation We're in such a troubled time. Our youth are in such a troubled time. We need to give our breath. We need to give them mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. We need to be getting our breath from God and breathing life into them and the power of God and the power of Jesus Christ. And here's uh, the testimony in the book called The Breath of God. I was living in Venice Beach, California. Weird things happen in Venice, California. But this night changed my life forever. I had been suffering with severe depression, anorexia nervosa, and bulimia. I'd been diagnosed with mental illness called manic depression and had locked myself in my room for days at a time and mutilated my body. When I went to sleep at night, I was tormented by horrific nightmares of blood and monsters, ghosts, spirits, demons, nightmares of murder and violence and terror. I was afraid to go to sleep every night and had been for years. I often took speed, I was suicidal and hallucinating, and I was destroying myself. Even though I was surrounded by self-help books, new age, alternate religions, I felt lost and hopeless, in a pit of despair. I didn't believe in Satan, I didn't believe in demons. I believed in God, but I believed there were many ways to God. I believed that Jesus was a good man, God's son, a teacher, a prophet. But I didn't believe he was God, and he was with God in the beginning, and I didn't know he was the only way to God. One night in my depth of despair, I had heard that Jesus could deliver me, and I called out to Jesus Christ. I said, Jesus, deliver me. And in an instant, at that moment, what I would call a huge supernatural breath sucked demonic creatures off my body. I saw them, five of them, transparent clawed and winged fang transparent looking creatures sucked off my body in an instant by the breath of God. I was free. I was free at last. And it shocked me and it completely changed my view of everything. I knew there was a Satan who hated me. I knew there were demonic creatures who were trying to depress me and oppress me and drive me to suicide. I knew that the one name I could call upon above every name was Jesus. I laid in the bathroom for a long time, and then I cried and fell asleep. And the next morning, I took communion, just me and God. I committed my soul to him. I asked him to forgive me, and I, I, call, I, I gave my life to Jesus, the one who had sucked creatures of destruction off my body. I stayed quiet with him all day, and the next morning, I woke up with a song in my heart. I had joy coming out of the depth of my being and peace where there was once loneliness and pain. I heard beautiful laughter of angels and of peace. The difference with Jesus is peace. 
I grabbed my guitar. I went to the boardwalk. I sang, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and I became a complete, complete, passionate follower of Jesus Christ. And my life has been changed forever. And that was 17 years ago, a whole generation. So I've been praying for you, for your whole generation. And if anyone is listening to this, if there are any young people listening to this, or anyone who feels lost, Jesus is saying, come to me, all you are heavy laden, and I will give you peace, and I will give you rest for your soul. Jesus knows of your searching. He knows of your pain. This book is dedicated to two suicides and the shooting that happened in Littleton two years ago. And I, I believe that we are such a serious time that we've got to take God seriously. And I am coming to you with that seriousness to wake up, wake up and follow him and come to him and find life with him. Lori, um, why don't you give the address one more time and uh, where they can order this book? Okay. Uh, if you'd like to order Walking Dead, send $15 to Whitestone Publishing, Los Angeles, 3489 Ashwood Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90066. And the number is 310-397-7214. Okay, thank you, Lori. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is High Adventure Ministries. God bless you all.